Hello and welcome to another episode of This Week in Metropolis with me, James, and him over there, it's Matt. And today we're joined by another new guest on this series. We're joined by a gaming enthusiast, or should I say PlayStation enthusiast, Matt, which you'll be really pleased to hear, and YouTuber James T. Keegan. And I can't wait to um, pick his brain and, and almost kind of dominate the conversation about PlayStation, how much better it is than Xbox. Um, but we look forward to that. We've got a new segment on the show, which is a bit of a quiz where I'll be testing your knowledge against James's and we'll carry this on whenever we have a guest on the show. We've got the return of question mark as well. And um, we'll be discussing all the things that we've um, seen story wise over the last couple of weeks. Um, but before then, Matt, where can the viewers and listeners find us? Well, you can listen to us on Amazon, on Google, on Apple, on Spotify, on pretty much everything. Mixcloud. I think we're Mixcloud as well. Like lots yeah. of obscure things. You can find us everywhere. You can watch us now on YouTube. If you're not watching already, you can watch it again on YouTube and via Facebook. You can also watch us on Twitch live and up for up to seven days, I believe it is on there. And if you want to talk to us, the best place to come is on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Reach to our, out to us. Become our friend. We might even let you on the podcast. But first, there's this. Hello and welcome to this week in Metropolis. amazing james uh welcome to this week in metropolis and in style as well with the 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 which i'm familiar with and i'm sure matt is after watching your appearances on triple g's channel i feel like this series matt we've basically just taken everyone who's on triple g so i think we've still got simon and efren still to come on but we've slowly started taking over yeah, but he should take it as flattery that he has such an awesome channel and such an awesome show and such awesome friends. So he you know, does, he good. does indeed. He does indeed. Um, James, again, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. Um, as I say, I've met you a couple of times already. Um, but for those that aren't familiar with you, who are our followers, let them know a little bit about yourself and your channel. Yeah, so uh, it's James T. Keegan on uh, YouTube and now TikTok, um, and I talk about PlayStation. So I just do kind of reviews, um, opinion pieces, news pieces, kind of sort of journalistic stuff on on video games, specifically PlayStation and first party PlayStation stuff. Nice. Well, I, I've watched a lot of your content, and first and foremost, and I'm sure Matt will completely agree with this, the quality of what you put together. And I know it's not just something you sling overnight. It's you, you put a lot of time. I've seen from the discussions we've had on Pete's channel as well, when you say about the videos that you're making and so forth, the production level is fantastic. And I think it's very um, detailed. I think it's very informative. And you give your thoughts and opinions on what's going on. So some of the ones that I recently saw as well, I think you've been talking about some of the the, the games that are going to be going into TV series and things like that. So you've got The Last of Us, which as a game, I'm a huge fan of. Absolutely love that game. Um, 
but yeah, credit to you, man. I think the um, Matt, what, what were your thoughts when you saw some of James's stuff? Yeah, I know exactly the same. I think what what I love about it is it, it feels effortless. I'm I'm sure you've got a huge <laughs> amount not. of work. No, well, that's it. No, that's no. what I'm saying. Like watching it, you've got there's so much. Um, like you're at ease watching it, and you take the information in, and and it, it's it's just that. Yeah, I felt like I was having my sort of hand held through the the process of telling me about games like, for example, because you know James shared I played it on the Xbox games like The Last of Us I've not played and to watch videos about those things I was then learning about them and thinking wow that looks good and seeing the screenshots and so on. Um, how do you like when you think I want to do a video on this? What's what's the process um, behind it? Yeah, well, first sit down and, and write. So, you know, a lot of the time I'll wake up and there'll be some news articles. So typically if there's the last of us news, I'll jump on that right away. Um, so I just sit down and kind of for, you know, could take an hour, could take all day, just kind of jot out my, my thoughts on it and write together a script. And then sit down and record the script, um, upload it into my editing software, cut the voiceover together, and then put the... Um, visuals in music and uploading that's kind of it so. how do you how do you pick the the visual side of it is there any sort of thought in your head as you're writing the script and you think oh it'd be good to have this you know and oh definitely yeah, yeah. when a lot of time when i'm doing if i'm doing a review or something um when i'm writing a line i'll be thinking of a specific moment from a game for example and i have sort of a habit in reviews which is sort of why i, I i've not done as many of them lately um because they take so long but i have a habit of mentioning a specific thing that happened and the problem is when you have 40 hours of footage and you didn't label it that you have to go through and <laughs> oh no find that moment so yeah the reviews can 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 be kind of a, a bulky task but um I, I enjoy doing them anyway but yeah I, I a lot of the time when i'm writing i have exactly kind of the picture i want on the screen at the time so amazing amazing well before we go deeper into your channel James, um, we've already got a few people in the chat, so I just want to uh, give a shout out to some of these guys. Triple G, uh, Pete's here. Hey, he Ew. says. Um, we've also got Shane from Dawner Comics. Hey, you guys, in uh, pure um, Goonies form. Um, we've also got Martin from Sonics Comics, who's going to be joining us, uh, I believe, on next week's show. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, hi Martin, good to see you. Um, we've also got Ben, everyone's favourite attention-seeking geek, and I must make a point out to um, last night's show, James, which you were on. Uh, yeah. It was a Halloween special. Ben was on it. Um, you were there. It's on Pete's channel. He had other guests with him as well. One of which I can see is is in the chat as well. Um, go and check that. Out. It was a great show. Um, and the costumes. I mean, we've mentioned it before when um, Ben was on before. The level of costumes, Pete's as well, just fantastic. Jason Parker was on it as well, who's been on our yeah. show this series. Yeah. Just, just a great, great show. Um, we're apparently here. <laughs> we're here three times. Yeah, yeah three times. Um, wow, some compliments going on for you here. It could be for me, so uh, we'll, we'll guys, decide. You're making, you're making me lunch, guys. Come on. Uh, yeah. James has the most professional videos going. Well, thank you. No, I'm joking. Obviously, yeah. uh, Ben's talking about you, mate. And also, Triple G, um, James has the sexiest voice for vids ever. So, so again, that, that's apparently a thing. I've gotten comments on videos going like, I love your voice and, and oh, you're such a voice for radio and that kind of stuff. And I don't personally hear it. I think I have sort of an annoying 
slightly annoying voice that I, I, I build but is, up is that, my videos. Is that your, your Irish accent, do you think? I mean, it is irresistible to the UK. Maybe you've got a large female um, contingent of fans. Um, entirely possible, yeah. We've also got comic lad Simon, who was on the show last night um, on Triple G's. Hi, Simon. And what's Triple G's <laughs> at the end here? Yeah. The gang's all here. Come on, Efren. You're letting the team down. Um, and we've also got the Quizzler. The Quizzler. Where's that gone? It's just disappeared. Mm. I'm not a gamer, so this will be interesting. Since mm. when did the Quizzler have his own yeah. interesting. thing? Very interesting. Well, looking, looking back at your channel, James, you actually started it up. And forgive me if I'm wrong. This is down to the, the hard... Uh, research that me and matt do but you started it in october 2018 so you've just celebrated almost a, an anniversary a month ago now yeah yeah um, so i um i started the channel i just come out of college i finished um doing film media and kind of games journalism's an area i was always sort of interested in so the spider-man game came out and i was a big fan of it and i, I stitched together a video as kind of my first like big project myself and i spent about two weeks working on it like meticulously um and it came out and i got 30 views and no subscribers and i was really <laughs> disheartened by it and um i know i wasn't expecting to be an overnight success but i thought oh, i'll get 10 subscribers maybe 150 views or something like that and i, I didn't and that's a kind of a thing with youtube is hmm. a lot of the time you you don't feel like you're getting back what you put mm -hmm. into it and that could be really kind of heartbreaking but you know i'm pushing through i think is important and I, I did after um after that i took about a year and a half break and then COVID happened we were in lockdowns and i had all this time off and i said it's now or never and i then i started making it uploading and i think the channel's doing okay now so i did notice one of your videos has got forty six thousand views yes and I, ironically that's that video I whipped together in about four or five hours, Crazy. you know? So like I say, you know, I've had, I have videos I spent a month on, you know, mm. and they come out and get 200 and then this one, five hours and 46,000. So sometimes it feels like a bit unfair, but you know, um, did it yeah, make I, was, you I was delighted about that. Did it make you second guess though? Like your next video, once you get, like, if you, you hit that peak, did you try and sort of like, um, I don't know, work out the secret source as such in that yeah. video thing? Oh, I need to do this because that must have been the the, the reason for it, etc. Yeah, I, I think Last of Us have definitely steered into that a bit more. Mm -hmm. Those those videos always do well. I think I, like if you took all my Last of Us videos, they are my top ranking ones. Um, so yeah, I, I leaned into it, but like I, you know, I, I don't think I could just cover one thing all the time. I need to do have a bit of variety and, and cover different things, or I just I'd lose interest or go a bit yeah. mad. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I loved on your um, channel that I saw, you did like a 1989 Spider-Man um, yes. video <laughs> with Christian Slater, which, and, and the reason I love it is because it, you've used bits of Pump Up the Volume, which I absolutely love. Oh, man, talk hard, steal the air, you know? Yeah. I, have <laughs> a, I have a talk hard t-shirt. I was, I was, it was between that or this one for, for this show, so it's funny. Yeah. Um, so I love Brilliant. That what was the other Christian Slater film that you used? What, what was the Marissa um, Tomei one? Oh, it's called... Um, I, it, you know, it, it's like he has a baboon heart. And right. uh, 
yeah, it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's it's something harsh of something or love of something, but um, mm, yeah, I can't remember the name of it now. But yeah, it's, I just used that because Marissa told me I'd kind of fan cast her as Mary Jane. Yeah. So yeah, that was a fun one. But we did that for um, that's the kind of outlier on my channel. But I had to upload it because I was I was so happy with it. Um, but that was for what if for the show on Peter's channel. Yeah. So we did what if Spider Man, and that was my pitch was like Spider Man '89, and had the whole cast and cut together a trailer and. Yeah, so I love so that. You know what? I love I love them ideas that you guys come up with on them shows. And um, again, if if you get a chance, go check out um, Triple G's channel. You recently done a, a Halloween themed one as well, which was again fantastic. I love the fact you and Ben both had exactly the same. Well, not exactly the same idea. We 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 knew that was going to happen at some <laughs> point down down the road, and I suppose that's the one. Um, to, to do it on, you know, right of uh, Michael Myers. So, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Just to give a quick shout out here, because we've had someone who's um, just jumped into the chat. Normally listen to your podcast, but I'm able to catch the live show tonight, which is nice. Great to put faces to the names. And that comes from Todd Reed's comics. So have Welcome. I hope you're not disappointed. Um, yeah, hit that subscribe button, Todd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then go and subscribe to James T. Keegan's channel as well, because um, it's top stuff. Where did... And then we will yeah. subscribe to Todd Reed's comics. Just well, to, exactly. We'll do that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm assuming, James, uh, like me, PlayStation 1 was where it all began. Your love yeah, for PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. so I, I can't remember a time I didn't have a PlayStation in the house. So, um, yeah, growing up, my sister had a PlayStation. And, of course, um, she wouldn't let me play it because it was hers. <laughs> but I'd, 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 I just had this fascination with it. I'd sit there and watch her play Spyro the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot and um, yeah, yeah. the Harry Potter games. And, and there was one particular game that I like. I feel like nobody remembers, but it was called um, C12 Final Resistance. And in my head, it was like a horror game, but it's actually like a hokey sci-fi James Bond thing. And like I just remember the cover it just stick in my sticks in my mind. It was like a, like a Terminator-looking guy holding a, a gun to the right. To the screen i hunted it down and got a copy of it um and i played it for half an hour and i was like this is a bit yeah but like <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just like i like owning it but yeah no like my, my love of playstation is purely nostalgic so yeah i started with ps1 then i got ps2 when i was a bit older for christmas um and then i've just stuck with the the brand ever since so was sorry if you've got a question, Matt. I'm sure you'll come no, in. A second. No, did you, you did you have any consoles prior to the PlayStation, or was that your entry into gaming? I mean, my earliest memories were of PS One, so uh, that. But uh, yeah, we had a Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance, um, and then after that, kind of yeah, pretty much PlayStation all the way. I did get an Xbox Three Sixty at the time, just for like, one or two oh. games, but um, and then smashed same. it up. In a yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been in a box gathering dust for the last like 10 years or something. You know, I played it for maybe a year and then I had fun I, with it. But. I don't know about you, Matt, but James saying that that was kind of his almost into main gaming consoles makes, makes, yeah. certainly makes me feel old, which is weird. It, it makes me feel old when you think when the original PlayStation came out, because that was like 94 or something like that, wasn't it? It yeah, is yeah, yeah. Like, surprisingly old. Um, mm. But I think for me, the, the PlayStation, I I had a Game Boy, I had a SNES, I had a NES. And then as I got into my teens, because I'm older than you two, um, I drifted out of gaming. Like, I, I got into music, got into other things and forgot about it. But it was the first PlayStation 
that was really marketed to a much older audience. And that's when I got back into gaming through through that that first PlayStation, I think, and then subsequently in the PlayStation Two and and so on. So now I, I can thank that in a way of getting me back into whole thing with Resident, games like Resident Evil. I remember sort of playing that with my friends and that, and uh, some of the moments in that are just absolutely incredible. Yeah. What is it that you prefer out of PlayStation and Xbox games? I mean, do I have to say it? Yes, <laughs> you do. It's uh, <laughs> for me. It's 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 the games, really. Like that's what it comes down to. Like if you, if you look at Xbox, say fifteen years ago, their two tentpole franchises were Halo and Gears of War. Today, yeah. fifteen years later, their two t- tentpole franchises are Halo and Gears of War. Whereas PlayStation, you have so much variety. There's Uncharted, Horizon, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War. Death Stranding, Days Gone, you know, the, the the list, Gravity Rush, the list goes on. And a lot of those franchises are only from the last four or five years, you know. So, yeah. um, yes, it's the it's the characters and the worlds and the, the stories that I love. Um, there, was, there was actually an article that I saw, um, it might have even been within the last couple of days, actually, where some of the people at Xbox were saying we we know that we should have more kind of of our own standalone games that are the next franchise games for the yeah. for the um, for the brand I, I I would agree actually and I know Matt you'll probably disagree because of the the kind of game pass and some of the other things that probably PlayStation yeah. could do and are trying to do with their new kind of subscriptions and things like that but I I certainly think that if if there was a lot of them games that, like James just mentioned, that were available on Xbox, then I think it might be uh, more appealing. Do you think longer term, I guess this is a question to both of you, do you think we will start seeing a bit where there's more of them going on both consoles again? Well, we're at a, a bit of a precipice now because Microsoft has been buying studios. Everyone, basically. Right <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you know like in terms of original games they, they started a, a game company kind of recruited the top talent from a lot of famous studios um that's working on a new ip bought a few other developers um but i think they're they were cheating a little bit i think because they they went out and just outright bought companies you know so they bought yeah. bethesda for example uh, yeah. which own uh F- fallout and elder scrolls so now those are going to be uh xbox exclusive they say that they're not going to be but i don't believe that and um Activision, which is one of the biggest publishers in gaming, you know, Call of Duty is four or yeah. five years down the line, Xbox exclusive. So, yeah, it's yeah. Um, PlayStation I I focuses more on building relationships with studios and then creating things, whereas Xbox has just kind of been like, ah, yeah, we'll just take that off PlayStation, mm. you know. And Spyro, they bought Spyro. That broke my heart. <laughs> Spyro is now an what Xbox. I mean, that, was, that is a classic. I, I love Spyro. Yeah. Amazing game. I, I had that on the uh, first PlayStation. But I think for, for me, I mean, just to counter what you were saying about PlayStation, I have I think you know, I, I've had uh, an Xbox since the original Xbox and sort of followed it all the through every single iteration and now I have a Series X. And for me, it's the, the, the user experience, the familiarity of it, it's all... You know, it, in, they've evolved how it works, but it's still the same as it was before in, in, a, in a weird way. They, they very much focused on that experience and things like Game Pass are just yeah. absolutely incredible. 
um, what what you get in in terms of value for it and and so on. And even like the cross platform stuff, like with the Game Pass, that if you've got a PC and you've got an Xbox, it works on both. I I can download games on my PC and play them as well as, well as on the Xbox. It's just the little things, and that's their approach now. It's like we don't care where you play it as long as it's through our service. So they're sort of like putting out that that net. Xbox Live is is just fantastic. Uh, I think in the way that it works, definitely. The PC master is. <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, well, I, I know um, you're you're hot on PC gaming, Matt. Um, but more from an independent side, I'd say. Now, yeah, isn't it? that's absolutely. where there's a lot of um, a lot of praise for PC gaming with Steam mm. and things like that. It's just more interesting, I find. I think a lot of um, gaming now is going because of like like what you said, James. Because you've got so many big studios, like you've got this huge. Um, sort of uh, monopolies almost like EA and and those sort of ones. So it's just getting bigger and bigger. And Xbox is acquiring all these things. It falls into that Disney thing of sort of pleasing everyone. Like you, you have like, like I said, Gears of War, like mindless shooters or Call of Duty. They know what they do and they do it again and again and again. Sort of you know into infinity. And it doesn't cater for everyone. And I, I think now I'm, you know. You know getting older and like a, a gaming as an adult is different from gaming when you was 15 or whatever yeah. and just uh, the experiences you get from these little independent games that you can pick up on the pc for relatively cheap as well it's fantastic you know it's it's worth taking a plunge for 12 pound to get a game that you'll play for four hours that when you've got the time to do it and then paying 60 pound for a game that's going to take me till i'm like retired to to finish uh, as such because they're just daunting like some of the games you mentioned me and james talked about it before i, I know 300 hours of gameplay or, or something obscene yeah, yeah. like that you think wow i i just i just don't have time for for that more than anything it's crazy um, for me like pc i just wouldn't be able to hack uh like upgrading graphics processors and that kind of stuff for yeah. buying a game and not knowing if it's going to work you know i like i have a box mm. i have a disc i put the disc in yeah. and the game works you know and that's that's how i, I like would simplicity, all... you know oh definitely and i would say you know speaking to to my oldest son and whatever when sort of his friends have been talking about getting a gaming pc or whatever i will always say get a, a current generation console because what the current generation consoles can do for 500 pounds for example is way over and above what you would get a pc for at that price yeah. you know you'd probably have to spend over a grand to get what those consoles do mm. it's it's a no-brainer like i said straight out of the box plug it in done you, you're there um so yeah definitely nice i've seen um the quizler has just mentioned that with how um <laughs> How he loves collecting things. He said he's pleased he didn't become a gamer because otherwise he would have um, he'd be in debt from the amount of stuff. <laughs> and again, again, you know, is that's another thing as well. And I'm sure you'd agree, both of you, just how expensive it's become over the years. I mean, you know, games you, you used to be able to pick up some games pretty cheap, but now, like, I mean, predominantly, yes, I play a lot of FIFA. Um, but every year investing in the same game, you know, 60, 70 quid, mm. which seems mad now when you used to be able to pick that game up for like 30, 40 quid, like, you know, going back yeah, yeah. now. But... And then Sony charge a premium for their games as well. So like, um, and then Uncharted mm. or Last of Us is a tenner extra. Like, 
Yeah, just because. Just because they make it. Have you got a um a kind? You mentioned Spider Man earlier, which incredible game. Me and my son have completed that, um, and the Miles Morales um, sequel. You must be absolutely buzzing, like me and him are for the um, Spider-Man Two that's going to be coming. Oh, absolutely, absolutely can't wait! Uh, one video I've been wanting to do for a while is like, what villains I'd like to see in that, so I'll, I might try to get mm. that out in the next month or so. But um, yeah, no, Insomniac is one of the best studios around, and like just the fact that they're making it, you know, it's going to be amazing. And um, mm. yeah, I think the first one I was so obsessed with the first one that I just know I'll I'll adore this. I I found with me, I'm so. Uh, I, I, I don't focus on all the different benefits of like the upgrading of you know the suit that you're wearing and the skills and all them sort of thing. I just want to get through the game and get through. And it's not until I played the Miles Morales one that I was like, let's just take our time here and look at what we're upgrading and all them sort of elements. And then yeah. there's all the different bits that you get with it. But that I just love the kind of freedom of that game of being able to go and do side missions, you know, explore all around um, the city, which is incredible. And just, I mean, how quickly my, well, he's now six, but when he was five playing that, how quickly he was able to pick that game up. He wouldn't do any of the fighting. He, that's one thing he didn't want to do at that time. Now he's all right with it, but yeah. it'd be like, you beat them, them bad guys up and I just want to go around and explore. And I just think that just the swing around the city. that game are incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's amazing, and and then the PS5 remaster looks even better. And I think genuinely, like, probably my favorite interpretation of Spider-Man in a in another medium. You know, like I just think it it, it um, honors the comic book so well, and you have kind of the villains are like sort of what you would get in the MCU, but there's references to like, oh, this is what they used to wear, and it's comic book accurate yeah. and, and things like that. I just think it's it's like one of the best um, From- condensings of spider-man lore from what i've i've not played it but i've watched uh, i remember watching like a whole playthrough of it so sort yeah. of like experiencing levels now and, and i think the thing for me is it it's got a really credible story as well like you you can mm. tell they thought about the the whole package whereas like, oh, yeah, compared definitely. to compared to say like the avengers game because i've played a bit of that that's very much walk along you've got to beat these people up and then you've got to do this switch then you've got to beat a few other people up and then you've got to do it and it's just that sort of um what was like grinding sort of you know every level a very similar thing you can tell it it's almost like a a movie tie-in sort of thing where it's it's the name and it's the characters but it's not really a lot of substance to it whereas the spider-man game i thought was fantastic yeah exactly i I cried at the end of it literally um So, that's you know, a good game, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is. That's how invested I was in it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. I've just I've just seen a few of the comments here. And great comments. Really, really, really good. But I've seen one that you'll both be able to relate to from Ben. Mm. Um, yeah. The new GTA will see him return to gaming. Um, you'll see a huge, huge spike excited. in console sales when that comes out now. Oh, um, that it is, is crazy brilliant. that that's just beyond just games. Grand Theft Auto is like an entity yeah. to itself, you know. It, it is. It's a really fu- funny thing to say, but it's absolutely true, isn't it? It's it's just its own cult uh, that is GTA. That just the hype that came, with those leaks that came out, and uh, fingers crossed, it still got it uh, as such. Yeah. You know, after all this time, but um, for a game that big, I'm sure they're going to get it right. 
worry about the kind of because of how big the online side of the games become you know it's its own entity now isn't it the the online gta do you worry a little bit that it might neglect a little bit of the main story i, I think yeah. you know rockstar are smart enough to know that some people mm. just play the the single player and they just want to yeah. switch it on go on a murder spree and switch it off again yeah. and don't want to you know have a helicopter crash into them every 30 seconds <laughs> so um no i would i would say like the online is obviously going to be a big i would imagine there's different studios just doing the online portion because that's the money maker for them they make a yeah. billion dollars a year just on yeah, microtransactions so um no i think i think single player will be expertly crafted like it always is like it was for red dead and gta 5 before and so on yeah and no, i think that i wouldn't have any worries about them mm. neglecting any aspect of that game i hope so i hope you're right because i'm think i'm sure i'm right in saying this that the like the two brothers the hauser brothers who do it i think the or did it i think the one who wrote most of gta's is now left Maybe. Yes, um, it's Sam or Dan. Dan? One, Sam one or Dan, isn't it? Yeah. One of them. <laughs> yes, so, one of I guess that would be interesting. I mean, in GTA V, uh, I played that all the way through. Like the stories and like some of the scenes in that, you just felt, or certainly I felt, it was like watching a movie. Like, But you were part of that movie. You know, I remember yeah, a bit definitely. with um, Trevor and I can't remember the sort of gangster sort of guy. Um, that um, Michael, yeah, he would that when they were in a cemetery and it was in the snow, and yes, they were sort yeah, of having yeah. this heart to heart as to why they fell out. And amazing, absolutely amazing. So, sort of watching that play out, it was just incredible. So, if there's still moments like that, it'd be amazing, yeah, absolutely amazing. So. One thing I was going to ask James is with, with your gaming side, there's some people I know who are real sticklers for having to complete games or as it's referred to nowadays in the modern world, Platinum a game, yes. which I can proudly say I've done three now where I've platinumed. Um, one of yeah, which but share was, with Naroom what that was. Well, one of them was um, Astro's Playroom and yeah, the other yeah, one true. was uh, Paw Patrol, um, Mighty Pack. <laughs> okay. So, um, and, and I made sure even my, my five-year-old son at the time, I was like, no, we must Platinum this game. Yeah. It was a proud moment. Proud moment. Um, <laughs> there is another one. I can't think what it is. It might be Spider-Man, but maybe not. Um, but anyway, are you are you a stickler for that? Uh, I when I get a game, I always have a flick through the trophies, and if it's something I think is kind of achievable, I will I will go mm. for it. I usually PlayStation produced games are usually quite accessible in terms of trophies. So mm. um, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man. Um, the Uncharted, Last of Us, I, I went for platinums on all those. So um, yeah, no, I like that. Like I have, I have a healthy platinum uh, collection, but not like nothing crazy. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, I remember some of the Spider-Man ones. It was like you must do uh, ten kills from the ceiling, things like that. It, it just yeah, yeah. them really annoying ones where, and then and then if you die, you got to start again. It's just yeah, frustrating. <laughs> Um, I yeah. did see actually an article um, this week, and this doesn't go into the news part, but about a guy who completed Elden Ring without getting hit once in a hundred oh, yeah. in a hundred sixty hours or something. Oh yeah, people, people, people are insane. People have finished uh, Dark Souls blindfolded or 
with a dance dance revolution map you know it's just, it's just <laughs> the level yeah. level people go to is just madness but um is, yeah, is this an area you either. think you can tap into on your channel james <laughs> 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 I mean, I get people watching ironically at how bad I would be at it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, from soft games, like I, I played a bit of Bloodborne, really loved it, but I, I kind of tipped off of it when Demon Souls came out. But Demon Souls, I fell in love with, and I know that is supposed to be a bit more accessible. And I sort of cheesed my way through it because I picked magic and like kind of grinded a bit to level up. Yeah, but they're really phenomenal ex experiences. But the idea of getting through one. Even getting through them with it like dying less than ten times, I think I could never do. Let yeah, alone yeah, yeah. not take a single hit the entire time. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is ridiculous. Um, well, we should we oh. run through the comments? I was going to say we've oh, got a few questions go for, for James yeah, yeah. before we move on to the news. So, uh, question for you, James. Comment like Simon said. What's your most recent game you got, and what's your favourite? Uh, most recent game I got the Last of Us Part One, so that's the the PS5 um, remake. So I played a bit of that, really impressive um, graphically, but it's you know it's yeah. the Last of Us. Um, and then favorite game, that's a that's a tough one. Um, oh, Uncharted Uncharted Two, I, I absolutely nice. adore that one. The day that game came out was like the best day of my life because like I went oh, yeah. to a slightly rough school and like you know you go in and people be like flicking rubber bands at each other i was like just people missed me all day like i just had a, just had a really great day because i was like i'm gonna finish school after school and then uncharted two day um and then like i went to the store and the clerk was wearing an uncharted t-shirt and i go oh can you buy those and she just gave me one for free um and a couple other you know things i just had a just had a wonderful day um, <laughs> so, like, and i sat up with my friend and we played it all night played it straight through and i, I put it i think 200 300 hours into the multiplayer on that wow. um yeah i adore that game and I, even though i think like four is probably an improved version you know it's got improved mm. gameplay and better multiplayer and stuff i just have a nostalgia for uncharted 2 so i don't think anything will ever top that for me fantastic well todd reese comics has said this will age me last game he purchased was prince of persia for the original xbox great wow. game yeah, I, I loved Prince Persia. I thought it was fantastic with the whole time thing where you could rewind and, and, and things like that in it, which I thought was very interesting. A couple of comments about Pokemon. You a Pokemon fan? I, I do like Pokemon. I haven't I haven't really played the recent ones, um, but I, I, I do every like two years whip out like a Game Boy Color and I bring it around on the bus with me and, and play Pokemon Blue. Um, yeah. So I'm very, I'm very a retro Pokemon player. Like to yeah. me, there's, there's 151, and that's it. You know, like I'm not, I'm not <laughs> messing with with any of these like stone ones or whatever, shinies and all. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I, I remember them, yeah, because uh, we had uh, yellow and red. There was a yellow one as well, wasn't there? I think Pokemon Yellow. Yellow was the the Japanese, I think, original. Right. One. Okay. Mm. Maybe one that came oh. afterwards. But yeah, same thing. Like. It's. I mean, it's again the size of Pokemon as a as a franchise and brand. It's and all that huge now, now huge, isn't it? Huge, is. Yeah. Crazy. Um. Just to answer your question, Todd. Um. GTA where you could eat chicken and get fat was San Andreas. Um, yes. Because <laughs> personally, I hated that that I had to exercise while playing a game. Um, it was terrible. <laughs> You um, just have to hit like X and circle over and over oh, again gotcha. to like to like wheel on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. Um, and also, again, comment last time. What's the hardest game you've ever played? This was Ninja Gaiden. 
Ninja, Ninja Gaiden's a, a tough one. Like, I'd say the... Like, the, I played fully through... Well, I played Uncharted 2 on Crushing Mode, which is, like, the hardest difficulty, where you basically die if you take a bullet. Crushing Mode. Love yeah, it's called Crushing. Um, and I managed to, to get through that. So that's probably my 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 greatest, like, overcoming difficulty kind of achievement in, in my, my games. But, yeah, Demon's Souls was rough at its, at its worst points, you know? That's hard moments, the beginning especially. I How personally about you, do like I, I do quite like it when a game's really hard because there, there's yeah so much now you you start a game and you get a tutorial and it sort of walks you through it and whatever. I quite like one that sort of just punishes you from the beginning. Mine probably or recent mine ones or recent years, Cuphead, um, because that that was absolutely brutal. But in a good way in that you had to learn like learn who was gonna shoot you in and learn what the bosses were doing and learn the pattern of it. And I love I love that strategy sort of yeah. thing in there. So yeah, hard but very, very um, sort of intrinsic in the gameplay rather than just being, mm. you know, mean as such. James, mine, mine was um, when I FIFA got... fifteen. That was a particularly rough year for you. No, was it? <laughs> it was a FIFA. Mine was one of the Metal Gear Solid games actually, which I absolutely loved. Oh, the yeah. again, the franchise of that. Um, yeah. But it was, I think, it was the first one on the PlayStation Four. I want to say, and you started off and you was on some sort of cargo ship or something. And I remember I just got stuck. And literally, if I got killed, I, I was then back at the same place that I was. And it was literally, I could not see. And I, and I felt the problem actually was, it was too dark. Couldn't see anything. Yeah. And I'm trying to find something. I remember you had to find something. That was one of those games where you had to adjust your contrast, wasn't probably, it? Probably yeah. at the beginning to, to get yeah. it. Right, didn't do that. Um, didn't never play it again. So, there's some there's some great games from um, from over yeah. the years that, that I, I found quite testing. Um, well, let's let's move on to um, the news that we've seen from mm -hmm. the past um, from the past week or so. Um, I'll start with you, Matt. What what's um, caught your eye? So um, I had to get an Xbox-related news story to start off with, which I thought was quite an interesting one. This will be boring. Um, <laughs> <it won't> be. <laughs> um, <laughs> Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer has shared the information that Microsoft loses $100 to $200 every time they sell an Xbox, is the, the thing, basically. What? That's actually not uh, uncommon. Like I think the PS3 was sold for a loss as well. But like the idea is that you make it back with yeah. Game Pass subscriptions or you know the like, uh, game sales and licensing deals and that kind of stuff. That's it, exactly. I mean, it, that, yeah. in the article, not I saw it on it quoted that Sony reported that they took two two hundred forty US dollar loss every time they sold a PS3. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With, with that, which is <laughs> just madness, isn't it? But I guess it, it makes sense, like the power of these things now and the specs of these things. They, they they've got to sell it for less just to actually buy them, uh, to yeah. for people to buy them. Um, the good thing about having competition in the marketplace as well, because they would put it up to seven fifty if you know Microsoft was the big one and you know yeah. PlayStation was a quarter the size. But um, yeah, yeah, now like it, yeah, it's, it's strange. You wouldn't think that would work, but like. These companies rake in billions, so well, I guess, exactly. I'm sure they'll be all right. The, the yeah. counter of it is the amount of money they make on the games and 
all the add-ons like in-game purchases and things like that is yeah, yeah. the, the interesting quote as well is sort of a lot of information came out when epic games was suing apple or vice versa whatever it was about their sort of not sharing um was it not sharing money on the app store i think it was it was something like that apparently in that trial microsoft revealed that they have never ever turned a profit on their consoles at all like actually selling the physical hardware they've never earned any profit yeah. on. Crazy, it's incre- isn't it? incredible isn't it you know yeah. that sort of business model but they earn billions so mm. clearly it is working somewhere along the line isn't it if it, I, I don't know how many people use game pass but if they're paying i think it's 10.99 a, a, a time and they've got however many people doing that every month it's like i say it's generating a huge amount of money isn't it for them so it works whatever it is that's <laughs> That's the thing. People will keep. I mean, it's just whether you can buy the consoles now. I'm, yeah, I know you can get Xboxes, but I know Playstations are still second. They're available. They're gone again. You, yeah, yeah. It's almost like they're better or something. You know, like that. <laughs> more people want them. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it, it, it's insane though. Like we are here. We are two years after launch, and you still can't get them. Like, I've, like the PS6 will be coming out. And PS5 stock will still be low, you know, at this rate. Mm. It's, it's well, they'll be doing the slim something, I would have thought. Well, exactly, soon, yeah. Right? The, and there'll the, be a designer the pro or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd, be, it'd be insane. Like, we're probably a third of the way through the console generation, you know? Do you always upgrade yours, James, and, and get the pro versions when they come out? Um, I did for the PS4, but I think the... I, I, I done a whole thing with trade-ins where I basically only paid, like, 10 quid or something, because I... <laughs> I I bought one on Black Friday with two games that I didn't want, and so I traded in the two games and sold right. my nice old one. So I yeah, I wound up cost like costing me a tenner or something. But um, yeah, yeah, it'll it'll like I'll, I'll I'll wait a year or something for the price to go a bit down on yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I mean that's if I can get one. Yeah, we'll see what the stock Indeed. is like at, at the time. Indeed. Um, I I saw an interesting. I'll come to you in a second on your story, James. But I saw a really interesting story, and I did share it in our um, stories on on Instagram. um, That there is a a horror survival game um, which has been um, leaked or or being produced, um, which is set in a furniture store, and um, Mm. IKEA has sent a cease and desist to the game developer. <laughs> trademark yeah. infringement. But the footage is like... It looks like Ikea, doesn't it? Sort of yeah. it? It looks <laughs> awesome, but there's a lot of similarities in the store. I can't remember what the store's mm. called, but yeah, the yeah. game's called... The game is called Store is Closed. And yeah, right. footage, and they've, they've actually... They're, they've, as I say, kind of suing them for this and want them to, to take it down or change. They want them to tweak some of Stop the making of... it look like Ikea, I think. Yeah. Like, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. I, just... I don't know. <clears throat> Make yeah, it, it look like, like Debenhams or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know? It seems like a hard one for them to win because, I mean, if you make it close enough, you can just say parody, can't you? Mm. And you kind of win then by default. Um, that's hilarious, though. Like, but like, why are com- why do companies bother? Like, do they think people are go- not going to go to IKEA to get their detail shelf because yeah. oh, I play the scary game set? In the- <laughs> or, or someone's going to be hiding in the cupboard to yeah, like, yeah. jump out on them. <laughs> yeah, someone. Yeah, it's mad, bonkers. Yeah, um, I'll look into that game. I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, so, check it out. Um, as I say, that we uh, we shared that. But if you just look up stories closed, it's um, yeah, the footage looks incredible. 
Um, James, what have you um, seen over the past week that caught your eye? Uh, News-wise, well, sort of gaming slash adaptation um, news. Uh, Henry Cavill is leaving the Witcher series. Mm. And he's been replaced by Liam Hemsworth. So I think that's crazy Like to announce. It's, it's weird to announce a replacement when you're announcing an actor leaving. But then yeah. also I feel like you know is this a good career move for Liam Hemsworth as well like I would think he would want his own character you know especially when this show is it'll be two years before we even see him in the role it's not a show I've watched so uh, apologies for my ignorance with it is he playing exactly the same character right, he's yeah, coming yeah, in just to Geralt, step in his shoes Geralt of Rivia it's a recasting yeah but then season for season four but season three isn't even out yet it's not gonna be out till next year wow that's, that's quite early, isn't it, to, yeah, yeah. to put that out there then. But do you think that's going to work I mean, as a, a fan of the show? I mean, I've, I can't think of an example of a show where I've watched something and they've changed the main character. Really? I, I think, yeah. People, like I think, accept it when an actor like dies, for example. Hmm. like um, There's a show called Spartacus. I don't know if you've ever seen no. But the, the lead actor died after the first season and right. they he gave the blessing before he died to recast the role and, and I think yeah. the next actor did a fine job but just wasn't the same yeah. so I think you'll see a lot of people drop off of the show now or maybe not even bother watching season 3 because they know well that you know that's the end of Cavill after that <laughs> yeah. so why would I bother watching now you know it's like having a band and the lead singer gets replaced. It's never the same after yeah, that. Yeah. Like well, for, for, for unless it's Blink-182. Um, and now they're <laughs> brought <laughs> back. It's an odd one, but you know, you never know. Maybe this is very early to announce this, so yeah. maybe it'll come back or the Hemsworth will drop out. I think um, the only thing I can compare it to is um, like... EastEnders, when one of, a, a character in EastEnders is like re, all of a sudden recast, and they come back and they're a completely different actor, and you go, "Has that happened?" Yeah, I haven't watched EastEnders for twenty years. Well, I mean, for I... example, um, you know, there's a guy called um, James someone who's on who's on strictly you could say anything you could just put any name out there and i would believe you that this oh, is real no, eastenders he's come back as the new martin fowler but i mean he's been in it for ages i mean i don't watch eastenders anymore but he's come back into it as but he's been recast and this guy he's it's he's been in it so long now that you've almost forgotten about the original mm, so maybe that, that but initially there's always some sort of uproar about someone leaving um but yeah, it's that is the only thing. However, there are obviously a, a ton of characters in that. Whereas on The Witcher, like you say, Henry Cavill is the main the main star in it. So to them, recast is um, it's slightly different, like you say, mid season. Do you think that's because of um, obviously now the the big news which has come out over the last couple of weeks mm. about with Black Adam and you know, sorry for yeah. anyone, but I'm sure everyone knows by now that he appears at the end. Well, they leaked it, didn't they? I know. Pretty yeah, much I mean, before I the they, they, they just outright talked about it in interviews yeah, before. Too much. That's it. Came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's suspect timing, isn't it? But then yeah. I, I feel like 
I suppose Cavill would have known about that for a couple of months, and a couple of months is enough time to get Hemsworth on board. But um, yeah, right. yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a that's a coincidence. He but just then... got offered a much bigger check. I think is the oh yeah know, the situation, but, isn't it? But then I I don't I don't know why an actor would put trust in Warner Brothers after like what happened with Batgirl. Mm. You know where that movie was finished filming and almost ready to release, and they yeah. just scrapped it. Why you would yeah. leave a project to join a Warner Brothers thing? I I just don't I don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this well, actually this actually. I was going to say I think that's good time, isn't it? It's great time. It's great time because um, it links quite well to a returning segment on the show. It's time for a very brief one. Question mark. Question mark. Hello, gents. Thank you for having me back on. My very quick question is, is there a future for the DCEU? Cheers. Can I just apologise for Mark's wind um, on that that was affecting the recording? He's suffering. Yeah. He's really suffering. Yeah. <laughs> um, first and foremost, I never knew it was called the DCEU because I thought we'd left that. But, um, but, it's, do you know what that stands for, Matt? Um, extended Universe. I'm throwing yeah. out there. The, I not, think the European, just... not the um, <laughs> European <laughs> Union. European yeah. Union. I think they just changed the name to DCU now. I think that was they have like, now. just yesterday or the day before. Yeah, it's the okay. DCU now. Breaking news. Why we get people like James on the show because they do their research better than me and Matt. Um, I, for me, I think the answer now is surely yes. I think Dwayne Johnson seems to be um, really trying to um, build Steering some Steering the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he's, he's very passionate about it, isn't he? I mean, when you hear him talk about it, he, I don't think he necessarily wants it, you know, to be like the MCU, but they just want to kind they, of develop um, these, these characters. Didn't they reshoot a part of Black Adam to put a um, end of credit scene in or something like that. I'm so sure I read they'd, that they'd it, they'd filmed it the same way they did with Shazam where it was a neck down shot and they right. refilmed it when they got Cavill to come in to do it. Uh, ah. Yeah, so there you go. But um, yeah, I mean, like DC is a bit of a shit show at the moment like with, with mm. things getting cancelled and like I have, I have no faith anything comes out until I have a ticket to go see it. So, like, I love Cavill as Superman. I've been wanting to come back for years. But yeah. I hear this, and I'm not really that excited because I'm like, you know, I don't want to get excited. And then he does a movie, and then that's it, you know. Um, mm. But they brought James Gunn in now to Spearhead. Yeah, yeah I did see that. As well as one of the producers from the kind of um, Warner Brothers horror stuff. So he yeah. produced, I can't remember his name, but he produced, like, Ish and The Conjuring and all those. So, um yeah, I mean they're they're they picked a direction, so that's nice. Instead of just having kind of a mishmash, but like I'm more excited for the non DCU stuff, like the Batman Two or yeah. Joker Two yeah. or the Sorry. Penguin series, you know. Well, that's what. Want... Sorry, go on, Matt. Well, I was just gonna say it's like it, for me, it feels like a bit of a mixed message, like with all of this that you've. It's the on one side you've got, and yeah, again, this may be like my lack of knowledge of the, the subject, but. You've got this whole thing with Black Adam, then all of a sudden they're pushing towards this like, universe or whatever. But then you read about the Joker film, and that's that's just doing its own thing, which I really like. That that's gonna 
follow its own path and then potentially Batman, but then you're going to get sort of offshoot like the Penguin thing and, and stuff like that. So even though they're trying to push towards something, it's, there's there's still lots of other things going on. So it's not, I don't know, it's a bit sort of half-hearted. Yeah, but you can just say multiverse, you know? Like it's yeah. a multiverse, and that's gets you out of that yeah. issue, doesn't but it? Why give it a name? Just make films, you know. It's just, just I think at least, films. at least with the MCU stuff, and, and Marvel does it quite well. Is you know, it's all going to tie in at some point. Yeah. Whereas I think, like what you said, Matt, I think the difference is when, and we've said this before on the show, when you've got, um, you've got um, the new Batman, you've got still got. Ben Affleck Batman, who's probably going to pop up again. I'm sure I've read recently that he's going to be involved in in some future stuff they're doing. You've got the Joker. You've got the Joker in the the new Batman. There's just it just blurs the mm. line so much for me. I think if if we were watching Marvel and you had different variations and different actors, you know, if Edward Norton's Hulk popped up in something, you'd be like, what? bloody hell's going on here like where's do you see what i'm saying like it's i just think it's cleaner yeah well we've got a good comment um from (laughs) todd reese comments gun is overrated he only does one style of movie and it's more of an advert for the soundtrack strong thoughts which did well yeah and because he only did well with guardians and galaxy so yeah I mean, I think um, the Suicide Squad is a fantastic movie. Um, I didn't watch Peacemaker yet, but it's it is it is odd to get a director in that role. You think they would have a movie producer, like because he's effectively the Feige now of mm. this. Um, but then again, how much control are they really going to give him? Because I, mm. I just don't trust Warner Brothers. You know, yeah, they, they, yeah. Seems so yeah. like the shareholders and the um, board have a lot more control over everything than anyone else, doesn't it? From what's, yeah. what's happened recently, yeah. isn't it? I mean, like you know, the irony is if they just kept Zack Snyder, I think we'd have been in a really nice place now. Maybe, um, but yeah, what can you do? Phil's just joined us. Sorry, he's late. Um, don't be late. Um, <laughs> you've missed out on a great show Phil but we're talking about Mark's question here so do you think have you got faith that it can go somewhere or do you just think like you said it's it's the Warner Brothers uh, effect I mean a faith in Warner Brothers would be just a mistake I think <laughs> I, I I it can absolutely and I, th- I have I would have faith in James Gunn but it's the people above him I would be more concerned about. Mm. And I've been stoned before, you know. I mean, if they, but that's said, if they announce Zack Snyder's Justice League two tomorrow, I'll get giddy then, you know. So like that'd be that's that's the only way forward for me to be happy. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Matt, do you do you have faith in in it having a future? Um. Do you care? No, I I don't really care. If I'm I'm totally honest, I don't really care. I think it's the, the the focus on joining it all up and and so on. It just distracts a bit for for me from the quality of the films. It's like just make like I said a moment ago quite flippantly, but just make good films. Focus on that. Focus on the good story. Focus on the complete package that you can go and watch and think that was all right. Like that was that was good rather than worrying about who does what and where and how that links with that and like. Do your own thing. They've been chasing it. It feels like they've been chasing their tail for quite a while now. And, you know, and I don't know 
how that will end, really. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Well, my thoughts on it, again, same as you guys. I think they'll st- still keep churning things out, but it wouldn't surprise me if they done another two or three films and then kind of reset it all again and then just try and have another go at it. It, it just, you, like you say, I feel like they, they tried to do... Am I still here? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Sorry, my, my screen just decided <laughs> to die then. Um, it, it felt like they tried to do a lot very quickly. Um, and and then, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's not quite paid off as they'd probably hoped. Um, mm. But anyway, thanks for the question, Mark. We uh, appreciate it as always. Um, hopefully we'll get some more questions from Mark as the weeks go on. Um, I've got um, a new feature that I wanted to uh, throw out to you guys this week. Um, and it's completely James's idea, just to highlight that. It definitely was original idea. Or, yeah, or adapted from any sort of sports radio show. Um, I don't think many of our followers... I mean, Phil's joined and he'll probably know... Um, but anyway, it's completely original, and it's called the Anniversary Spread. Um, mm. Now, what I'm going to do is, every time we have a guest on, spread. Every time we have a guest on, um, <laughs> I'm going to have Matt versus the guest. So we'll be able to tally up how many games Matt's won against against guests and so forth. But Are you doing, and, creating a leaderboard? Because I think we you're need that. Representing if... the guest on this week's show. The rules of the game are quite simple. I'm going to... And the, the the choices I've made for this episode, with you being a gaming enthusiast, uh, James, I'm going to be listing some games that are celebrating an anniversary on this day, on the 1st of November. These games were released over the years. Okay. What I need both of you to do is tell me what year the game was released. Oh, Matt, you're screwed. I'm like I'm like Rain Man with years. <laughs> <laughs> now, depending on what year you both say, that will then bump however many years away from it are. The winner will be the person who is closest to zero. So, there will be five games that I'll reveal. The first one. 007, The World is Not Enough. What year was that released? I'll go to James first, as he's the guest. 98. 1998. Just make sure my pen works. Matt? I'm going to say 2001. I think it came out a little bit after I, I, the I films. Think, I think I was mixing Tomorrow Never Dies. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right. Okay, I can confirm that that was released on the N64 in 2000. So, Matt, you <sighs> was one out. Shit. <laughs> you was two out. Down. Game number two. Sonic Generations. I have no idea. I don't even know if this could have been last year. Can we have year. a clue of the console? No. Okay. You're not no. telling us the console. Give away. This is what the anniversary spread is all about. <laughs> this, God. Uh... Every time I say spread, okay? 
It's by all means, look at look at the comments. Some people are saying particular years. You can use that as a guide, but I'm gonna say, yep, 2013, and that is an absolute guess. Okay, and um, I can confirm. I can confirm. Matt has had no involvement in any of no. this. This is I the first the time I'm hearing earlier it. today. He was very happy. We've got a few comments. I can see 2004, mm, 5, yeah. 2003. It it. It does sound like because I think there's like generations colon something else nowadays, so I would I would say this is probably like a PS2 era. So I'll, I'll say 2002. 2002. Okay. I can reveal that the game was released on the Xbox 360 mm. and the PS3. Mm. And it was released in 2011. <laughs> no, you are again only just out by two. The luckiest man alive. Because that was so cheeky. James, unfortunately, you're plus nine on that. So, James, you're up to 11. Matt, you're on three. So, there's still a swing mm. on it. And that can can change. So, um, don't, don't panic. So, I'll be switching it around this time. James, you're going first. Alrighty. Castlevania Curse of Darkness. 92. Okay. Matt? I don't know. I don't know why that just came into my head. 92, you is, said, yeah. 92. Can I assume this is the, as it's not got a number next to it, is it the first game? I mean I've never played it. Oh, so you don't know. <laughs> No, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's a later one. I'm going to say 1998 again. Complete guess. 1998. Oh, and people have said that as well. Someone said 96. So Castlevania Curse of Darkness, which came out on, on this date, on the PS2. Oh, right. That's Xbox. much later then. Um, it's not my week. 2005. Wow. So Matt, you were. Oh, that smacked me back a good bit, hasn't it? <laughs> James, you were thirteen now. Come on, Rain Man, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> so James, you're up to twenty-four. Matt, you are up to ten. So that's what I get for being minutes. cocky. Fourteen Karma. minutes. Okay, two two to go. Matt, we're going to you first. And just to confirm, the I'll, I'll tell you how the final one goes. But the next game, Tomb Raider 2. Uh, 1998, I'd guess. Okay. Maybe off with that, man. Mm. I'm going to say 97. The first one was about 96. I think was yeah, it? but games only took a year or so to make at yeah. that stage. That was my thinking. I'm sure the first one's about ninety six. There was so there was it. four on the original PlayStation, and then the fifth one was on PS2 in like two thousand and two or so. Um, a few guesses in the comments. I can see ninety eight, ninety five, ninety six, and ninety seven. I can confirm that the correct year was on the PS one. By the way, yeah, nineteen ninety. 
Seven, a direct <laughs> contender <laughs> who remains on 24. <laughs> well, I can walk away with my head held high anyway. So Matt, you, move, you move up to 11 uh, with your one year out. So the final game, because Matt is in the lead, it means that um, James gets to go first. Um no, in fact, sorry, apologies. That means, Matt, you actually go first because then you'll know, James, what the swing is in case you want to have a complete random uh, right, number okay. to bring okay. it in your <laughs> So, Matt, the game is Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath of Cortex. I have no idea. What was that? Well, James, the difference in score is 13, so you would need to go 14 years yeah, above not, that. It's not, it's not 14 years away or from 14 that. 14 years <laughs> away. <laughs> so I can either... It's a surprise. I think it's 2002. It could be 2001. I'll say... I'll say 2001. The first one was quite late, wasn't it? So yeah, but like late 90s, the, wasn't it? Wrath of Cortex is, I think, the fourth one. So yeah. PS2 one, so 2001, 2002. 2002, I'll say 2002. You're changing to 2002? 2002. Okay. Oh, the way you said that, though, makes it like, oh, I wouldn't do that now if I were you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good win it. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to win anyway. Uh, it doesn't make a difference, does it, really? Okay. Um... Well, I can confirm that it was out on the PS2, mm-hmm. and the year was 2001. <laughs> and I was just about to say, <clears throat> credit to you, James, you got two yeah. direct hits, but unfortunately, yeah. you've done nah, that. Okay, okay. You're, Second you're, you're out by 25. <clears throat> Matt, I want a rematch, boys, <laughs> next time. Matt is the winner of the first <laughs> anniversary spread. And um, amazing, by, yeah, well, by 12 points. So, um, well done to Matt on game one. Um, this is sorry, I've just seen a message um, from Phil Shane. I'll suck at your gaming quiz, um, which we must make a point of. Shane's going to be doing a gaming quiz. Um, we'll talk about that uh, on another show. We'll probably get Shane on to tell us about it. Um, mm. but thank you for the first. Anniversary spread. Yeah. I feel we need a theme tune um, for the anniversary spread. Um, as James is the first uh, participant on the uh, anniversary spread, um, he can create a theme tune. <laughs> as you have in the sexiest voice on YouTube, can you say for us, and you send us to, to separately, like, anniversary spread really sexily, and then we'll, and we'll put that to music. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's got to happen. Well, um, let's let's round off talking about what you've got coming up, James. Um, what what's on the horizon for your channel? Have you got some things in the works at the moment? Um, at the, I've been kind of focusing on YouTube Shorts and TikTok stuff at the moment, so um, nothing yet. Uh, the Last of Us release date just sort of leaked today for the TV show, yeah. so I might do yeah a little video Is it January? on that maybe. January fifteenth. That's the yeah. that's the it leaked on HBO Max. So apparently that's when it's coming out, which is a lot sooner than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I'll have tons of videos when that show comes out and leading up to that. And then every Monday I'm on Triple D Comics um, channel for whatever show of the week it is. <laughs> Please do go check that out as well. And um, thanks to Pete as well. He always gives us a mention on his show and appreciate, James, you mentioning us on uh, last night's one as well. But it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. I feel like I've got loads of other things. I'm sure Matt's exactly the same mm. that we'd love to talk to you about. So you'll have to come on again. Oh, absolutely. We'll also have to get a rematch. Now we've got this new segment um, of uh, Anniversary Spread. And um, and yeah, um, it's been been an absolute pleasure. Where can the people find our viewers, find you and your channel? Yeah, so it's uh, on YouTube at James T. Keegan. Um, same on TikTok and Instagram and, and all the social, most socials. So no worries we'll get all that links and i'm sure matt's already probably done that for us yeah we've not got your tiktok down there yet because i didn't know your tiktok no, you can no, add that. No. That, that otherwise your insta and your youtube is yeah, i'm just i'm on the up and up with tiktok you know it's, it's <laughs> yeah. fresh but it's, it's fresh hard, you know? it's fresh yeah. off the press <laughs> um next week we are going to be joined by martin from sonic's comics so um make sure if you're um a fan of all things comic book related get involved Martin will be challenging uh, Matt, and maybe I'll even do movies or um, comics. Maybe who knows? Matt won't have a clue about comics. I'll lose on comics instantly. Yeah, exactly. so, so we'll we'll see. But listen, it's been an absolute pleasure, James. Stick around. We'll um, chat to you after. But um, Matt, have you got anything else that you want to add before we sign off today? Just wanted to say thank you for all the new people we've had in the chat. It's yeah. been great, and it's been great to see such an active chat and everyone talking to each other. Um, as we've had in the comments, you know, great, great that everyone's together and chatting. That's what this show's all about. So, yeah, thank you for everyone for joining. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as we did. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. Yeah, and you can also follow us on all social media. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok.